coming up on this episode of Don't Panic, we've got the week's tech news, including the official name for the new version of Android, it's Tasty. We also talk about the cop button, Amazon Instant Pickup, which is really just a store, and would you watch unlimited movies for $10? It's not a scam. It's coming up right now. It's Don't Panic. This is Don't Panic, episode number 173, recorded August 21st, 2017, Double Stuffed Android. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast where I forgot to set up the cameras ahead of time, so you're only looking at me at the video version. Uh, but the good news is we've got everyone here on audio, so let's bring in Dan Miller and Colby Rabadou, uh, two men who uh, know Rhode Island isn't actually an island. What's going on, guys? Uh, I mean, Rhode Island has islands, though. See, it's so confusing. You know what? I think we just should them in Long Island. We should just jettison off. <laughs> did I did I ever tell you my theory about why Rhode Island is called Rhode Island? Why this is not based. This is in no way based in uh, fact. This is pure pure wild speculation. But the the full name of so Rhode Island is the is the smallest state with the longest name. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, the full name is the state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations. Like that's the official state name in the Registry of States or whatever. Um, and so my theory is that the island was like, I don't know, like a Quidnick Island or something where Newport is, which is, which is in fact an island. Mm-hmm. You can drive there because there's a bridge, but it's an island. And then like Providence Plantations was like where Providence is, which is on the rest of the, the land bound part. That's my theory. But no one can say, no one wants to say it's this state of Rhode Island and Providence Plantations all the time. So you got to shorten it. Well, I'm I'm just glad we had our Rhode Island consultant here to give us the the full scoop. I am technically an yeah, expert. Yeah. Uh, well, good. I don't. Again, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What is like, the definition when... of an expert? <laughs> I don't know. We're 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 putting that up to the test right now. Yeah, a person who has a comprehensive and authoritative knowledge of or skill in a particular area. Would you say that your knowledge is authoritative or comprehensive, Colby? <laughs> um, I'm not sure it's either of those things, frankly. <laughs> you strike me as kind of an authoritative person. What Colby says yeah, I guess I could, I could be authoritative. All right. I'll say, while not comprehensive. You can be quite authoritative. Be authoritative mm. about being authoritative. <laughs> right. Don't equivocate. All right. <laughs> Demand respect. New life goals. Um, well, good. Well, now that we got Rhode Island out of the way, like we should have and to begin with, uh, gentlemen, we're here. We're doing the show. We're live right now on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show. I recommend uh, everyone check out the live show Monday nights. If you're watching live right now, you can interact with us during the show. Comment on Facebook. We'll be watching throughout the show or call the phone number. 508-644-TECH. That's 508-644-TECH. That's 8324. You can call at any time and you'll join us on the air and you can uh, give us your thoughts and opinion on the tech news of the week or whatever we're chatting about. With that out of the way, uh, guys, I don't want to do it, but I kind of feel like we have to. Um, did you guys see the eclipse today? I did. That's, that's, One of that's my coworkers had eclipse glasses, um, so, so I saw the eclipse protected my, and you let your co-worker burn their eyes out you're so selfish <laughs> no they 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 were like they had like uh like a six-pack of them there were many <laughs> there are many glasses they went to costco for their for their <laughs> for their glasses that's great I, I don't know where they came from but i can still see so i guess they work that's good all right that's impressive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. did you I... see the clip sean I, I did. I, I also had a pair of glasses and I went outside and I was thoroughly unimpressed. Um, I thought it was mild. I thought it was neat. Um, and then I went back to my desk and put on the live stream of where it was actually eclipsing, not like in New England. And I was much more impressed at the stream on my computer. So that mm. was neat. I was watching that. You should have seen me when, because they had the organ was kind of the first place it hit and they had the live, like the NASA stream of like the really high def, really close up like with the nice equipment and I was just like 
Uh, <laughs> I was like, my jaw yeah. was down. I was like, wow. So uh, somebody crazy. told me that in in 2024, the eclipse, the the, the next eclipse is supposed to be uh, closer to a total eclipse in like this part of the country. That's true. So maybe maybe mark that on your calendar and, and you I'll, can see, I'll make a see note. it in real life. Yeah. I don't know. Dan, did you did you are you blind? No. No, so we didn't have eclipse sunglasses or whatever they're called. And not only that, but like there was no discernible difference that I could detect just standing outside. So like it was also very cloudy though, so meh, I don't know. Looks cool on TV. Okay. Now, what do you what do you all think about this? Like, w- would you obviously you didn't, but would you like drive out to the you know to Tennessee and like go see this thing? I mean, it seems kind of risky given that weather can. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, what if the sun? About... What if the sun doesn't come up? I thought you were throwing shade at Tennessee. Well, oh no, no, I, uh, no pun intended. I, I was hoping the pun was intended. Uh, yeah, that was pretty. Oh funny. no, <laughs> no. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the moon was throwing shade at us all day long. Feel though. Yeah, I would. I would okay. consider doing it. Um, the the only thing is that the the problem with an eclipse is. It feels like too much, like, I, I should just be able to look up at it, and I feel like there's just too much work that goes into it. Like, I want my natural phenomena to be natural. I don't want all this hoopla around my natural <laughs> events. Like, like I would go see, like, a geyser. Like a, nice a geyser just happened. A waterfall just happens. You just stand there, and you're like, ooh, neat. But an eclipse, it's like, you gotta get the special glasses, and you gotta go to Oregon, and you gotta have the lens on the camera, and oh, no, you'll blow your retinas out. It's like, come on. I'm yeah, far well, too lazy. Well, now's the time to buy the eclipse sunglasses. Uh, Did you they, get those on a like discount for 2024. The, uh, oh, do they? The ones, the ones we were using, like, it said, it said they expire in three years or something. Quality product. What? I don't know. Maybe that's just their their uh, their way of being able to resell Eclipse glasses <laughs> for the next Eclipse. Yeah, that does seem like a thing the world doesn't need an unlimited supply of. I did yeah. see uh, someone on Twitter was sharing a link where, um, and this is a good hot tip, if you have leftover solar Eclipse glasses, don't throw them away. You can mail them to this nonprofit and then they, because eclipses do not like super all the time, but they do happen in other places around the world more often. North America just isn't in a good spot for eclipses, but they'll send them to like kids in Africa and other places and they'll use them for the next eclipse, which I think is in like two years um, mm, for nice. them. So Google, I don't know the name of it, which is not helpful, but you know, go Google what to do with your solar eclipse glasses. If your eclipse glasses are compliant with the ISO one two. 312-2 safety standard, you can reduce them indefinitely, according to NASA. Oh, well, maybe ours weren't compliant. Well, I was going to say, are the 99-cent made-in-China 12-bulk <laughs> pack ones? they weren't compliant, though, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I would have trusted them with my eyeballs. Well, there was, what was it, Dutch Brothers Coffee Roasters, who's like, they're like a coffee company. Um, they gave out, like, a couple thousand free pairs to their customers, then they found out that they were like bad, like they weren't, they didn't actually protect your eyes. And so they gave out a bunch of free coffee as an apology. And I'm sure their legal team is just praying and hoping that's, I messaged you guys on Slack. My company sent out a note today to all the employees letting us know that they are not responsible. If we look at the sun during the eclipse and go blind. And I said, I didn't know you had to tell us that, but <laughs> I, I kind of feel better that you did. Uh, did you guys see the the Twitter pictures of the president looking looking at the sun? <laughs> <laughs> Don't look. <laughs> Although you know what? Hey, I, I, I swear to God, there's nothing in this world I love more than trashing on the president. He's a terrible person and kind of an asshole. But I will say the pictures look way. If you watch the video, he is he looks at the sun for a split second. It's really not like he was I like. See. Oh. <laughs> like the, the so, pictures so look way worse. it was a little worse. unfair. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him. I mean, he shouldn't have looked, but like he glanced up very quickly. So 
I'm gonna I'm gonna give him this one. The pictures look awful. <laughs> Imagine if that that turned out to be like an FDR situation where like President Trump goes blind, but they don't they don't they 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 uh, put a bunch of effort into hiding that <laughs> right. Well, well, that's what because he had his um, teleprompter speech tonight, and I'm like, oh boy, it's gonna be so fun when he can't read the teleprompter <laughs> at his speech because uh, he can't see anymore. Oh dear. I know the the you know I don't know everything's got to be a big event these days so why not the eclipse? Mm-hmm. We'll see everyone again when we're still doing this show in 2025. Um, <laughs> celebrating what would be our 15th anniversary? Maybe no, we, no, <laughs> it's like, no, no, 10, 10 year anniversary, something like that. Um, yeah, didn't we started in 2014, right? So. Was that what it was? Yeah. So 11. Geez, we'll be so old. <laughs> so old we're already old feels weird it does uh anything else going on colby no not really Uh, not since the last time that's okay we played uh, dungeons and dragons over the weekend which was exciting yep it didn't it didn't go great i don't think we did okay (laughs) we stumbled through a lot of it we were a little rusty a little out of shape yeah rusty and uh low on uh memory of (laughs) <laughs> of what had happened in the past yeah and low on internet connection too yeah that as usual became a problem that's true i forgot so yeah indeed but Speaking we did have internet connections it's up on game nights.tv yes dan are you there hello can you hear me we we have yep. our correspondent dan coming out <laughs> from the field dan what's it like out there I'm gonna keep my camera off. See if that makes it better. Yep. Okay. And if you keep dropping, there's always the phone number. Then you'll really be by phone. Um. All right. Good. What? I was gonna say, should we talk about tech news? No. Oh. Okay. No, I don't. I I, I think we're gonna buck the trend. <laughs> I think people have come to expect. I think it's too predictable. It. I, again, I don't want to make this political, but I did catch a little of the president's speech about Afghanistan, and one of his whole points was that we can no longer tell people what we're going to be doing with the military because it warns them that we're going to be doing it before we do it. Really, what he's saying is he just doesn't want to tell the American people what he's doing. But beside mm-hmm. that, I don't think we should. I, I think we've got to keep people on their toes. I think they've come to expect us to talk about the tech news. I think instead we should talk fashion. Yeah, well... What would you like to talk about instead of tech news? What would each of our uh, number one new podcasts be about if we were to do a podcast, the three of us, about something other than technology? I see. This is just because I was listening to my brother, my brother, and me. But but I I think we should do a Dear Abby advice style show because <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think we could do a very good job at that. No, no, I don't think so. No, no. You know, I think Matt would be better though. I think Matt could probably Matt probably has some good advice for people. Oh sure, at minimum <laughs> hilarious advice. I I can't I can't say it's good. Yeah, he has he has a good mix of correct advice and hilarious advice. I would love to do to well, and maybe I just want this to exist. I don't know if I would want to do it myself. It sounds like a lot of work, but I would love a podcast that was about like the the like weird things in the english language like like regional accents and like uh ooh that's a very auditory thing too mm. yeah right right uh i feel like it's the perfect perfect content for a, for a podcast um and i think that that you could do that all podcast. over the world you could yeah yeah why limit yourself i mean you got to start somewhere that's true that's a good yeah. idea Mm. I think we should start a show with a, a, an absolutely unobtainable goal. Mm. You know, be like, this is the podcast. We're going to go to the moon. Colby, Sean, and Dan will be in Trolls, too. We could do that, too. <laughs> That's actually a better idea. I, I need more original ideas. <laughs> I mean, even this show isn't particularly original, but that's okay. We, we make it our own. Indeed. Are there really any original just ideas? Just, also, just I always wanted to about do... the interviews people. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. 
I always, <laughs> I actually got pretty far along in developing a game show. Yeah. I like, I had like a hundred right. questions written <laughs> and like a bracket system all set up and like prizes. And I was, it was going to be a limited run, like 12 episode thing of just a game show tournament of champions. And it just never got around to happening. Why but you could still do it. Yeah. Oh, I, I have still have most of the stuff. I still have to write some more questions, but yeah, it could be done. Um, but it just never, the pieces just never came together on that one. Uh, what I was going to say is the podcast I'd like to see is an interview podcast where they interview people. If there's really weird jobs. Like, like the guy who changes the light bulbs on top of the flashing on top of the, the skyscrapers, like the red flashing yes. light bulbs. Like that's <laughs> weird. That's yeah, someone's absolutely. job. And you know, in New York yeah, city, yeah, there's yeah. like two guys who do that for all the buildings and that's their whole job. <laughs> mm-hmm. The guy who operates the, the ball that drops on new year's Eve. Great. Whoa. I'm surprised that doesn't already exist. Maybe it does. I'll look it up. And if it does, I would like, like to subscribe. Jobs, but but different. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Um, sadly, we're not going to be making any of those shows tonight. We are going to talk about the tech news because we've done it 172 <laughs> times before. We will do it again tonight. Uh, gentlemen, we've got a lot of news here in the rundown. We've got Android's new name, Xfinity Mobile, the cop button, movie pass, incompetent emojis. Uh, the list is far and wide. Where would you all like to start can we start with the emoji one because i'm a little nervous about it oh boy i'm guilty of this um which tells me we've i feel like you guys work in an industry where maybe this isn't as big of a problem but you tell me so researchers from the university of amsterdam um and a couple other universities did a study where they had 549 participants from 29 different countries read work-related emails from unknown people in order to evaluate the competence and warmth of the sender to make things more interesting, some of those emails contained smiley face emoji while others didn't. The outcome revealed that the smiley emoticons had no effect on um, on the feeling, the warmth of the person. So it's not like smiling in person. The smiley face emoji didn't make much of an effect. Like you, it, you didn't make the person feel better by including them. But what they did find is it actually has a negative impact on the receiver's perception of the sender. The study found that when participants were asked to respond to emails on formal matters, their answers were more detailed and they included more content related information when the email did not include a smiley. Um, they showed that when anonymous senders who included smiley face emoticons were often presumed to be women, though that had no relation on the evaluations of the individual's competence or friendliness factors. Simply put, if you include emojis in your email, they're not seen as more friendly. In fact, they they potentially make you seen as incompetent or uh you know less capable. Mm. I wonder. I mean, I know it says the people the the participants were from twenty nine different countries, but what were their ages? Mm. That is I feel a, like uh, that that is an important vector to slice and dice this study. Um, and maybe I don't know. Maybe they don't have enough people to 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 chop it up anymore, but. So I don't think I ever use emojis in email. So maybe this is a thing I shouldn't worry about. But when I when I just read the headline without reading the uh, the actual article, as as one does, the I was concerned because I use emojis a lot on on Slack and stuff. But I feel like every, Slack is every. different though, because I feel like that's a, that's a medium where you're expected to do that. Mm. Well, that's why I was I was concerned. Um, I clicked through. They they want me to pay to read the actual study, so I couldn't tell you what age of the participants are, uh, yeah. are in there. I know. Can you believe they want money for their scientific if it was study? The, if they only use the emoji, or if they use like colon close parentheses also. Mm. It says it says smiley face emoji. So I don't know. That's yeah, a, but I feel like emoji has become colloquial for any way you can put a face in a text message. But I think, I mean, even Outlook now does the little yellow face, smiley face emoji icon when you type in colon smile, you know, parentheses. Oh, interesting. So I don't, but that's a good question. 
Hmm. Um, I know I'm, I'm, I do send a lot of emails, um, and I, I have been known to include the smiley face and now I'm really questioning cause I always thought yeah. like the study said, I was, Oh, people think I'm, f- I'm fun and relatable. And it's like, <laughs> you know, like you're making a joke in the email, but then also <laughs> I work with people who are older and mm. it's entirely possible that I never thought of it this way. <laughs> it's all becoming clear why everyone thinks I'm so incompetent. <laughs> it's obviously oh, not no. tied to my abilities or skills it's because of my smiley face emails yeah yeah i mean this makes perfect sense big like, mistake struggling at work maybe stop using emoji bummer but bummer but i do think this is an email problem i i really i, mm-hmm. I know the study doesn't say that i feel if you're slack or i am or texting, or a lot of other forms of community. You know, if you're putting out an official memo, you probably shouldn't include it. But I, I feel like the more casual forms of communication, you can probably do the emoji and be okay. That makes me wonder if there's ever been, like, an official company memo or, like, news blast or something with emoji in it. That I feel like that'll happen someday. Well, I help write the press releases for my company. I'll have to see if we can slip one into the next <laughs> one. You know? <laughs> Be like, oh, and oh, he definitely I, had those in in like official company memos. But what even is there? Well, there is what is a memo? Like, what is an official company memo? I don't know that we ever had. I'm sure we did, but we never called them memos. They're just emails to everyone. And those there is definitely an email to everyone that had a smiley face in it. I think that the difference would be is if if it's in. I would argue if it's internal only, I think it would be a little more okay. If it's at any point expected to be externally facing, that would I would be surprised to see that kind of iconography in a, a message like that. Mm. Iconography. Iconography. Um, you know, could you imagine in your you know your your annual your company's annual report the uh, the the Q four uh, earnings projections were smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> But profit margin was crying face. <laughs> Overall, our year's performance was vomiting green emoji face. It's like, oh, no. Uh, I mean, I feel a little better well. about it because you use cartoons, but nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> this this statement, the, uh, this press release contains right arrow, uh, side eyes emoji statement. Yep. I, so, you know, I, we've joked on the show about starting a consultancy. I think our last business plan was how we were going to help rename companies, like badly named. We we're going to help like Monsanto mm. with their image. I think part of that needs to be we'll pitch to them. Look, if if you've got bad news in in your press releases or in your annual report, just jazz it up with like a GIF. Ooh. Or a meme. Or you can do what like the TV shows and the movies are doing these days and release it as like an interactive website where the entire internet like goes bananas trying to like crack the code and they like open up the source and they get this number oh, and yeah. that number leads them to an email address. And it's like a payphone in New Mexico and you got to call it and get the number and then that takes you to, yeah, that's, that's a really yeah. great idea. And then it just says, we've experienced his losses for the third quarter in a row. <laughs> We're insolvent. <laughs> we, we spent our last dollar on this stupid contest. <laughs> Thanks for playing. Nice. Once again, our consultancy uh, blown up. Uh, this is sort of unrelated, but I really like the, the most recent uh, OMG roofing Instagram post. That was so Aww. cool. The, 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 the T-Mobile thing. one there? Yeah, I yeah. love that one. That's one of my favorites too. I I'm not really allowed to like our posts because that's cheating, but I like that one because I was. Yeah, that's really neat. Thank you, Colby. It's cool. Instagram.com. OMG roofing. Yeah, you don't follow Sean's company's Instagram. I work hard on those. That's like my job. Wait, it's your kind company's of called OMG roofing. It's OMG what roofing products. Uh. It's like Dan doesn't even listen to the show he's on. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. Good God. Next what week, is, I'm going to wear my OMG roofing shirt so he knows. What year was clever? What? The most recent one? Yeah, on Instagram. Colby liked it. It wasn't clever. It's just, intri- you know. I thought that's it was a, cool. It's a good picture. Yeah. I had nothing to do. I just stole it. But, you know, that's okay. It still counts. 
So, so if you're looking for a, an efficient way to Did you do to, this, Sean, you put together this uh, here website. Uh, Instagram? No, they were way. No, no, no. Smart people did that. <laughs> but I did take the pictures and I cropped them, and then I wrote the Ooh, little description and I uploaded look at this. Them. You got an app, handy calculator tools. We do. We do. Oh, iOS you, and Android. That's right. You can find out how much uh, manpower and money you save by using our product over a worse competitor. <laughs> oh, did you put this video together? Which video? <laughs> the Rhino Bond video. Uh, Non-penetrating, fast acting. <laughs> no, I did not. But but I work closely with the guy who does, so I'll let him know you liked it. Oh my god! <laughs> the music. Yeah, that's our graphic designer Jeff. It's a good man. Whew. Alright, so that that brought a smile to my face. Good. Aw, that's not please please write in or comment on the video that <laughs> that it brought a smile to your face. I get credit for that. Um okay. Anyway, we are off topic. So let's get back on topic with some more tech news Sorry. here. Before I'm not I'm not being paid to promote the company at this moment, so <laughs> I'm just saying I'm off the clock. Uh I let's see. see. We've got a bunch of other stories in here. That we can chat about. Uh, should we talk Wait. about Android? We certainly can. This will be a short conversation because there's not a lot that's new. What we really learned was the name. I don't know if we talked about Android O before. I mean, I, I want to say we touched on. So there, there's a, a giant list of new features uh, that are coming to it that I don't have in front of me. So I can't tell you what they are but it's all like incremental there's no like big wow features to it but basically today they announced instead of android o it will be android oreo of course as you know android uh uses food sweet names how many can you guys do them all in order starting with cupcake uh what were a and b if cupcake was it was alpha one? and beta so they they started uh, with c <clears throat> uh donut e yeah i assume yeah eclair, eclair. yeah Honeycomb. No, you skipped two letters skipped in the F. alphabet. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, F. Food. Food. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> they got real lazy with that one. No, that that was a Froyo. Froyo. Uh, oh, and then man. G. Graham cracker. No. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Nougat? No. <laughs> um. Gelato? No, gingerbread. Oh. Ginger. Oh God, that's that's the one I should know. That was the one that that's the one that like everyone in the in the world uses still. Yeah, it, yeah. they did in in when that was the thing that was relevant to me. Yeah. Ginger. And then honeycomb. it was then it was honeycomb. And then I. Ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Yep. J. Jelly bean. Yeah. Uh, Kit Kat bar. Yeah. Yep. Then L. Lollipop. Yeah. M. Mm. Marzipan. No, no. I like Was that better Mars than the one bar? they chose. No. M&M. M &M? No. <laughs> uh. It was marshmallow. Marshmallow. And then N. Nougat. Nougat. Yeah. And then O is Oreo. There you oh. go. So what do we think P's going to be? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, they're really I can't any... think of pieces, comma Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that counts. Pop uh, tart. Oh my god! Uh, I feel like an episode of the. Uh, English language language weirdness podcast could be about people saying Reese's Pieces instead Reese's, of Reese's, Reese's. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know where that. I would I would like to know where that comes from actually. Um, but anyway, there you go. So this is um, this is version eight of Android officially Android Oreo. Uh, it is. Available today via the Android Open Source Project, so you could go get it if you want. However, over-the-air rollout to Pixel and Nexus devices, it, which are 
to be the first to get the update um, is coming soon. Builds currently are in carrier testing. Uh, it's got to be Pez. They have to do another Pez. one of those. That'd be dope. Yeah, mm. and they, in uh, a promo where you can get a little Android robot Pez dispenser. It sells itself. Damn, that's a great yeah. idea. Do they now? Do they to call this thing Android? Do they have to like partner with Android? Like when they did KitKat. Is it safe to assume that that was a, a collaborative thing? Yeah, you know, totally. Yeah, to get the the only thing is I don't know if they're doing because the thing with the KitKat there's there's it's one thing when you license the name, but with KitKat they actually like did a contest. And they had Android on the wrapper of the KitKats. I haven't seen anywhere that says they're doing like cross marketing with Oreo. I am virtually certain they had to do a marketing agreement to use the name. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't know if they're doing anything fancy with it. Gotcha. Okay. So, there you go. Cool. So, there is that. Coming soon to a phone near you, unless it doesn't, which sometimes Android updates don't. Um, okay. Let's see. What else do we have here, gentlemen? So much to talk about. Oh. So little time. Yeah, I want to talk about uh, Amazon Instant Pickup. Amazon Instant Pickup. This is a fun one. Amazon, the company that throws everything at the wall to see what sticks, is attempting Amazon Instant Pickup. Uh, and the way it works is uh, Instant Pickup will allow Prime and Prime student users to order things like food, cold drinks, phone chargers, personal care items, and Amazon Echo products at five fully staffed locations in Los Angeles, Atlanta, Berkeley, Columbus, and College Park, Maryland. Now, the way it works is you go on the app, you pick out the items you want, and you can pick it up as soon as two minutes later. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, wait a second, Sean, that sounds like a store where I walk in and just pick up items when I want them immediately. Uh, you're kind of right. It, it's close. Uh, they do say instant pickup prices may be cheaper than standard Amazon orders from time to time, although Amazon declined to detail its pricing structure. But, you, whoa. Hey, my video's back. Guess who's uh, back? Back again. <laughs> you don't just... Uh, you can't walk into a store and get everything in two minutes, though. Well, like, but... That's a bold claim. Well, but hang on, though, because if I'm going to, like, a Target and I have a list of, like, 20 things I need, sure. But this is, like, a, more of a 7-Eleven than it is a, a full store. You know, if you 7-Eleven where you can drop $200 on an Amazon Echo. Well... <laughs> Hey, I haven't been to 7-Eleven recently. Maybe, you know, they're they're going places. But no, I think that, it, it, to me, it just looks like that food, drinks, phone chargers, personal, you know, this is like a, I can see why they're targeting college students and college locations. That makes a lot of sense because this is exactly the kind of crap that you, you want quickly. And But to me, it's not any kind of big wow sort of, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to bum out on it, but... I, I don't I, it's not worse than a store, but I don't I don't get the I don't it, it doesn't wow me unless the prices are actually cheaper because you mm. get you get the value of the Amazon fulfillment warehouse. They can do stuff cheaper because they buy it in bulk system and it's cheaper than a Walmart or 7-Eleven. Then great. Then I'm on board. But just the idea of like, whoa, instead of going to a store and pulling it off a shelf, I can go to the app. And someone else can pull it off the shelf. I'm like, eh, I'm not. It eh. seems like the the like turning on your lights problem without an echo that I have where it's like I could I can turn on the lights from my phone. But like, is that really better than flipping the light switch? Occasionally, but almost never. Uh, yeah, I think I, I also feel like doing this would be doing maybe colleges make sense because it's like a relatively like like there are never more people at a college than like it's like the same amount of people whereas i don't know i mean maybe you still i'm sure you still have like peak times and slow times but like in the real world it seems like it would be really hard to logistics that like could you really guarantee two minutes i don't know maybe they can but it's like Domino's, two minutes or you get it for free. <laughs> <laughs> That's why their pizza is so terrible. Uh, <laughs> no, you know, one thing, another thing about this too that bothers me is that imagine a competition, right, where you have a rack of 
sodas and energy drinks and sparkling waters and other beverages, right? And then you have the Amazon app and you want a Pepsi. Which is faster to pick out a Pepsi? The Amazon app, for all that it does, is I don't find it easy necessarily in terms of time saving to find things in the app. Now, if I'm going to order something and wait two days for it to show up at my house, I don't mind. But again, I don't, I don't think going into the app and being like, I want a bag of Doritos and a Mountain Dew, it's, I guarantee it is faster to pull those things off the shelf myself than to open the Amazon app, find the exact Doritos and thing I want in the app, place the order, and then go to the store. I'm suspicious of that. Yeah, me too. Me too, Sean. I share your skepticism. Thank you, Colt. Someone finally gets me. See, but you're underestimating uh, some people's desire to not talk to anyone. But you hmm. don't. Well, then put you in don't have to talk in the to store. Itself. <laughs> no, come on. Again, I just feel like they're overcomplicating a problem that's already solved and is very simple. Though I suppose some people would say that self-checkout in the store is overcomplicating a problem that's, that's already solved and simple. But, but then wasn't that's Amazon right. the ones working on the like super smart automated convenience store where you could just grab shit and walk out? Like build those. Mm. Oh, that's right. I forgot they didn't work. Um, <laughs> as we talked about previously on the show. Yeah. Do they? Is that store still open or have, have they clo- shut it down? I think it's still open, but I don't think any of the cool... I think it it operates more like a normal store. Like, I don't think any of the cool (laughs) stuff actually works. It's no longer novel. Yeah, it's, again, just a 7-Eleven at this point, so... Gotcha. I think it's neat. I I appreciate, like I said, the the value of it being on college campuses. But, I don't know. Hey, good on them for trying. They, They got the infrastructure to do it. I will say, Colby... Amazon Echo is down to a hundred dollars. Used to be one seventy dollars for the next two yeah. weeks, and I'm just saying now's the time. I really re- no, that's not true. I seriously considered getting one on Prime Day, uh, but that was when Dan and I were in Hawaii, and I don't know. It just felt like a thing one shouldn't do while on vacation. Yep, true. Uh, I could do it though. I feel like the the only thing that I can use it for is my lights, though. Like, what else can I use it for? Music. Oh, but you have a Sonos, though. Yeah. And that's gonna yeah. sound way better than right, right than that thing. Um, do, is there a timers? way to p- play podcasts on it? Oh, timers might be all right. Yeah, podcasts are kind of. I, I I wish Overcast had some integration. You can do it over Bluetooth from your phone, but then you can't really control it very well. Or mm. you can use like like Stitcher and TuneIn and some of them connect to it, but it's not synced with Overcast, so it's right. definitely a Which pain. Which is a problem. To be honest, I would say if if I use music through my Echo, but if I want to listen to podcasts like while I'm cooking, I use my AirPods. They're great for mm. that. Cool. And frankly, if I only had the choice to buy one or the other, I'd probably use my AirPods more. Interesting. I do have to get new headphones at some point because my headphones are like the wires are they still they're still intact. But like the covering over the wires has 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 separated in multiple places. So I think it's it's only a matter of time before they're uh, at the end of their life. Believe it. Uh, All right. Mm. Very good. Well, that's Amazon Instant Pickup coming soon. Uh, Maybe near you. Uh, Okay. What else do we have here, John? We got time for one more story. Uh, we've got Q&A Maps, Xfinity Mobile, Movie Pass, uh, first-run movies expensively in your home, the cop button. What's... Movie Pass. Sorry, I was muted. <laughs> Dan just shouts out. Oh, we, we, can, we can't see if you're muted tonight, Dan, so it's... <laughs> We can I, need warn to, <laughs> I need to talk about movie pass movie pass well, <laughs> you're in luck dan movie pass i feel like i'm gonna put money i think we've talked about this on the show before i i seem to remember we did way back a while back when it first came out 
Um, and it's changed a lot since then. So actually, one of the early Netflix co-founder guys uh, started a company called MoviePass um, a ways back. Uh, started at 30... It used to be $30 a month. And what you got with that was the ability to go and see movies at the theater once a day, as many days as you want. So you could go 30 times in a month, as long as it was no more than once a day, and see movies at the theater as long as they weren't 3D or IMAX. You just see regular 2D movies. Um, but apparently 30 bucks was uh, too expensive, so uh, they're announcing this week the subscription is down to $9.95. That fee will let customers get into one showing every day at any theater in the U.S. that accepts debit cards. MoviePass will pay theaters the full price of each ticket used by subscribers excluding 3D or IMAX screen. So the way it works, and this has changed from the older version of the service, was that they actually send you like a debit card, like a MoviePass debit card, and then that's how you pay for the ticket, um, and then they just pay the bill, uh, which is kind of a good idea. It means it works everywhere. Their old service had like uh-huh. vouchers and GPS apps, and it was kind of a pain. So they, they think this could be a little easier. How can they do this, you're thinking, Sean, that sounds like they're going to lose a lot of money. Well, they probably will, but... Um, they sold a majority stake in the company to an analytics firm. And guess what? You're the product. That's right. The idea is that they will make up the difference by cultivating your viewing habits of what movies you go to and your personal information and use that to sell ads. <laughs> this is my favorite thing. The CEO of the company that put a lot of money into them said, quote, it's no different than Facebook or Google. The more we understand our fans, the more we can target them. Okay, that's not creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, some interesting statistics in this article that, um, that movie, uh, revenues are down this year, um, double digits. Uh, this summer was down, I think 12%, uh, box office revenue rose just 2%, um, mainly due to pricier tickets, but that's kind of a crappy number. Uh, the average price of a movie ticket is 889 this year, though it can be much higher, obviously in certain places, the cost of a ticket has almost doubled in the last two decades. So, gentlemen, nine ninety five for Movie Pass sound like a good idea. I I don't know. I mean, I feel like on average I spend more than ten dollars a month on movies because, like, one movie around here is more than ten dollars. Uh, or hmm, I wonder if that's true. Or if it's only the theater, the theater closest to me has. Like the recline, a lot of the like recliner uh, uh, theaters. So it, I feel like that must be more expensive to go see a movie in there. Yeah, I'm not as I honestly thought this was the story about uh, renting movies like two weeks after they come out. We can talk about Uh, that one too. (laughs) Because yeah, I have no interest in this. Like, if I live, I think I actually do live kind of close to a fancy Alamo draft house. Uh, I've never been, so maybe that'll change my mind. But, like, unless it's Star Wars, basically, I will not go to a movie theater, especially day of. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, day of. That's crazy. I but like going to the movies, I would though. Pay, I would happily pay 30 40 $50 to watch Star Wars at home. Like, if I knew that I could watch Star Wars, like, two days after, 50 bucks, I could bring some friends over, no problem. Easy mm. sell. Star Wars party. Yeah, once once you're sp- splitting $30 or $40, yeah. like, four, five, six, seven, seven ways, if you have more friends than I do, uh, could be it's, cool. It's, it's kind of the old theory of piling as many people as you can into the car when you go to the drive-in theater. To the drive-in, yeah. 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 Um. No, and I will say when it comes to MoviePass, uh, AMC is now trying to sue them to stop them from doing it. Uh, the movie industry it does not like the idea because they think it's devaluing what movies are worth. Now, Dan, uh, based on what you were saying, on the flip side, supposedly um, some of the biggest studios in Hollywood, including Warner Brothers and Universal Pictures, are having talks with companies like Apple and Comcast as a way to get movies into your home faster. Uh, now, they've been doing this for a while. The biggest issue is obviously the theaters, which are expected to lose out in money, and now they're negotiating back and forth whether or not the theaters get some cut of that, what you pay. Right now, uh, what they are negotiating is roughly um, 17 days after debut, you'd get the movie for 50 bucks, and four to six weeks after release for 30 bucks, said people familiar with the talks. Um, of course, that's flexible, you know, who knows. But it is interesting that yeah, uh, if it's if it's a uh, two weeks after and it's still fifty bucks, 
that I think that gets a lot less attractive for me because I either really want to see a movie, in which case at that point I just go to a theater, or like there's tons of movies I'm like kind of interested in, but all those not fifty dollars interested. Uh, so I feel like they're missing the boat here, which is probably this is where negotiations leave you is a solution that satisfies no one. Yeah, I agree. I don't know who this is for. Like, who's someone who's so excited to see a movie they're going to pay 50 bucks, but not so excited that they won't go to the theater? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's an awkward so middle ground. Waiting two weeks. Yeah, so I, I agree. Well, it's interesting. About 50% of a movie's revenue now comes from the theatrical run, um, b- mainly due to the collapse of the DVD market. Um, DVD rentals are down 20% year over year. DVD sales are down 10% uh, in the first half of this year, so... You know, the, the theater is really where a lot of these movies are making money. So it's going to be a tough sell to get them to into your home. Yeah. But I think 4K does help the argument a little bit. Because I think, and as someone who paid extra to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 in the 4K HDR super fancy theater and noticed the difference, um, mm. I think if it were just regular HD 1080p television, I'd have no interest. But if they're going to stream it to me in Ultra HD, HDR, Dolby, fancy, fancy stuff, I think there's a little more value in that. Because then you're finally getting the cinema experience at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a movie in 4K. Is it's IMAX expensive. 4K? Um, they have some theaters that are 4k, but not, it's one of those things you got to really shop around. Mm. Uh, there was like one theater. No, I think there were two theaters in all of Houston that had them that had the 4k, um, option. And they're just, they're starting to build them out now. So there'll be more. The problem is very few movies are really, that was one of the James Gunn and Guardians was like, they made a really big thing about how they went through frame by frame and made it look really great. And they're the first Marvel movie to be put out on Blu-ray in Ultra HD 4K. So they really made a push about how, okay, they're, they tried really hard to make sure it looks great. And I could tell the difference um, in the theater. However, the ticket, I swear to God, I think after taxes and fees, it was like an 18 or $19 ticket. It was very expensive. And I don't know if I would pay it again. I mean, it looked great, but it was really expensive. Ooh, the the super fancy theater near me is has 4K. There, you go. well, which 4K though? Does it say? Because uh, there's mm. the Dolby Atomos, and then there's the com- <laughs> there's the competitor that I can't think of the name of. It's it's kind of like when the, like the, they had the real 3D and then the Dolby 3D. <laughs> they just oh, can't is there a difference between those well those are the ones you know the ones with the disposable glasses and then the ones with the glasses you don't throw away are equipped with the highest quality sony 4k digital it's sony screens equipped with real d 3d presentations yeah you gotta you gotta google this stuff because there are like whole charts where people there's like and there's like different levels and like they can mix and match where it's like they have this feature but not that feature and like it's mm. so obnoxious to try and track these places down. But huh. you can look forward to I that. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's getting out there. It's certainly going to be bigger as time goes on. They're, they're, again, that's, you know, that's why revenues still are somehow up even though ticket sales are down. Uh, because they're upcharging you on the fancier theaters, so I think, I think we'll keep seeing a big push for that. Mm. <laughs> well, there you go. So look forward to that. Maybe coming to a thing near you. Uh, all right, we are at picks time in the show, and it looks like we have some picks. I still have to get one, um, and we're gonna start because Dan had his in first. So I want to hear. Oh, look at oh. I am genuinely interested to find out Dan's yeah. review on this one. Dan, tell us all about Tile. So, uh, let me paint you a word picture. Uh, <laughs> we don't have any as, other option. <laughs> yeah. As Colby knows, uh, at over the last three months, at one point, I lost my keys. Uh, and I didn't just lose them like on the street. I lost them somewhere in my apartment. Uh, and 
this sucks because you know it's in the apartment somewhere, but you can't find it. And, like, that's just the worst feeling. So I had in the back of my mind as this was happening, like, okay, once I find my keys, I'm just going to get tiles that I've read about these things. You can just stick them on your keychain. You can put them in your wallet. They're Bluetooth, low energy connected, and you can uh, have them make sounds and stuff and track where they are on your phone. Uh, luckily for me, when I was in Hawaii with Colby, my keys that I lost fell out of my hiking shoes, and so I had them. And now I have tiles on them, so I will never lose them. I should have had them nearby so that I could demonstrate the playing. Uh, I I also read today today, so it works over Bluetooth. So if you if you can't connect over Bluetooth, I thought that you wouldn't be able to play sounds or see. It'll show you where it last uh, saw them. Uh, but otherwise, if you're not connected, you can't do anything. Or so I thought. But apparently, if you put one of your tiles into lost mode. All of the phones that have the Tile app will be told to like look for this ID, and if any of them find it, it'll beacon back and show you the location where that person's phone found your Tile. Uh, and they make little credit card size ones you can stick in your wallet, keychain ones that you can wrap on a keychain, uh, but you could like tape one of these uh, down to any service if, if you wanted to. And they last, I think it says it lasts for a year, or I don't remember how long. It was like over a year. Uh, so you have to replace them eventually. There's no replaceable batteries because they're so thin. But I think totally worth it for things that would really suck if you lost uh, and are small, like keys and wallets. I used to have Tile, but then... <laughs> you lost you it? Got, it you well, got, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> It got to the end, like they the batteries died, and I just just I don't know for whatever reason couldn't bring myself to replace them. It was it's one of those things where it's not useful at all ever, except when it is, and then it's really great. Oh, but I like I already like soft lost like my when I didn't put my wallet down one day where I should have like where it always should go, mm-hmm. and I was like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna play the sound like I don't have to you know, check every place I may have put it. I, I would have found it. It wasn't, like, hidden. I was like, just tell me exactly where it is right now. I don't have time for this. Uh, so I'll, I think I'll definitely be replacing it. How good is it cool. at, like, finding stuff in your home? Well, that's what playing the sound is for. So you can have it play a sound. And it's loud but, enough? Yeah, it's plenty loud. Okay. Because that's... Because... I lose. I very rarely lose things outside my house, but I lose things inside my house a lot. So that's yeah. good. Cool. Yep. All right. Well, check it out. We'll have the link on the website. Tile, and all and all its shapes and sizes. Thank you, Dan. Uh, Colby, you've got uh more things for us to listen to. What? A podcast. Shocking. Uh, so when we were talking about um, podcasts that are particularly suited for the podcast forum, it made me think of this podcast that I've recently listened to for the first time recently called 20,000 Hertz. And it's just about sounds. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It like, I feel like it reminds me of, uh, it reminds me of 99% invisible. It's like that sort of format, like a shorter, this American life type of thing. Um, it's kind of interesting. They they did the one I remember. They did a, a an episode about like noise pollution in the ocean. So like how um, I guess it's like a well documented thing that uh, noise from shifts in things has has affected the way uh, like whales like communicate with each other. So like whales over the last like fifty or hundred years have started. Uh, like making their whale sounds at a high, higher and higher frequencies than they used to, uh, in an attempt to like, dr- like, like, uh, be able to communicate like over the noise of ships. Um, and I guess like boats are particularly noisy in the water because like sound goes really far in the water. Uh, so that was interesting. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for another podcast in the it's in the like 30, so like 20 to 30 minute episodes uh, format. It's good. Well, this is great. I just uh, I just downloaded. They have an episode on the history of the NBC chimes, mm. which actually I'm very interested in. So I just downloaded. Oh, that. I listened to that one. 
It was really good. Cool. This is great. I honestly, you know, I feel like such a dick because I never listen when you guys recommend podcasts. And like my brother, my brother and me is another good example, which you picked. I think Colby, was it you who picked it? Like maybe yeah, months ago, months ago. And I just was like, Psh, what the fuck does this guy know? Um, and then I just didn't. And then I started listening to it. I'm like, oh, this is great. I should have been listening to this the whole time. <laughs> so no more. No more. Am I going to blow off your recommendations? I'm not going to do it. I've learned my lesson. All right, Sean. We'll hold you to that. Please do. Please do. Um, okay. So for my pick, uh, it's not for everybody. I thought to bring this up because, uh, Dan, you were mentioning uh, my job as as a uh, digital... What's my title? Uh, digital... I can't think. It's too late on a Monday. I don't know. Digital my, marketing master. Digital marketing specialist. Fancy. Um, but part of that involves uh, managing social media. And that involves writing and posting content to four networks, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, we're not on Snapchat yet someday. They're all the hip kids are. But uh, doing it manually is terrible. It's not a great, it's not fun. It's kind of a pain, uh, especially because you have to remember to do it every day across four networks. And then you have to like to have different image sizes for different networks. And, you know, some have hashtags, some have the at handles, you know, they all do stuff differently. It's kind of a pain. So you can automate it. It's called Buffer. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have used Buffer before. They kind of started out as not as enterprisey. Now they're a little more enterprisey. Um, but they're a really great way. Their best thing is that you, you just schedule posts. That's what they're really good at. They do other stuff and they're trying to go into more areas. They just do that part really well. If you need something, and I know that when they started, I used them a long time ago because they had a like a Chrome extension. And if you want to share articles on your Twitter, you can just hit that and then they would automatically schedule them at like certain times and then they would never, they'd leave gaps between them. And so, you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a pain and we're very good for that. Buffer is really great. You can schedule posts on all the major networks with the, the images and the videos attached and the links and the posts. And you can look at the calendar. Like my posts are scheduled like two months in advance. So I can look at the whole calendar and shuffle stuff around. Um, their app is really good. They make posting on Instagram easy, which is kind of a pain everywhere else. So anyway, if you're looking for a great way to manage your social posts, um, in case you do it a lot, uh, you can check out Buffer at Buffer.com. Um, and they, they do have a free version that's somewhat po that's powerful enough for an individual. But of course, you can pay and get the enterprise version as well. Sound good? Cool. All right. I've used this before. It works great. It is. It's it just it does one thing really well. It doesn't, you know, like you get like a Hootsuite or some of these services that do like eight zillion things and none of them particularly well. No, no, no. If you just got to schedule shit to get posted to your Twitter account, uh, they're pretty great. So I'm I'm very happy with um, with using them. I get calls from these big vendors all the time that like, oh, you know, we'll do this for your social account and it'll only cost you thirty thousand dollars a year. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so, buddy. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, what a deal. Yes. So there you go. There is that. And that is the show. Because uh, we are at the end of our allotted time, gentlemen. Unless you have something else you would like to say. Be safe out there. Be safe. You know, always good advice. Where the sun almost disappeared today. You well, never know what's going to happen. I think it's good advice, Dan. Keep wearing those solar eclipse glasses. You never know when another Absolutely. eclipse could break out. Yeah, wear them mm -hmm. until they expire. Wear them until years. you know they're good. You paid for them, right? Use them. Right. Yeah. Um, and I will say that I mentioned earlier in the show. Of course, you should go to GameNights.tv and check out the latest episode of Game Nights where we play Dungeons and Dragons. That was a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, definitely come back for the following episode, which is our grand finale. That'll be hopefully exciting. Hopefully, these guys will live through it. I'll also say go to <laughs> UpForDebate.tv. Check out the latest episode of Up for Debate where we talk about shopping malls. Uh, which uh, I thought was a lot of fun. It was. Is it this was, inspired by your favorite YouTube channel? This was inspired by our favorite fan, Dan Miller, who was so excited. And we even talked about the best food court foods. Oh, um, awesome. Okay. And I, I, I stood up for Orange Julius, which no one seems to remember but me. So you'll have to go and check out that episode. And I will tease this uh, Thursday, we're going to be taping, and it should be up Friday or so. Um, we're going to do a, a, our trademark creative challenges which either go very well or horribly wrong 
where we're going to make our own radio commercials. So you are definitely going to want to listen to that. It's going to be great. Uh, but that is it for this show. We will be back next Monday, streaming live at facebook.com slash don't panic show. Uh, of course, go to the website, don'tpanic.io anytime and get the audio video. And of course the pics there subscribe to us on all the major podcasting platforms and on YouTube at youtube.com slash don't panic show and reach out to us at don't panic show on Twitter and don't panic show at gmail.com. That is it on behalf of Colby and Dan. This is Sean. Thanking all of you for joining us. I hope we'll see you next time for more great tech news and fun discussion here on another don't panic.